0: Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Recalibrating the Scales. I'm your host and chief executive resolutionist, Normie Vasquez Scales, at your disposal. protocol, housekeeping, returning to center. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you've endured an utmost refreshing and effervescent weekend. I'm utmost grateful for having been bestowed with the opportunity to reunite and reconvene this episode with some of my closest friends. Okay. I'm utmost with the opportunity part of me to reunite and reconvene this episode with my closest friends by virtue of a ladies sleepover converted to an impromptu retreat which unfolded. Comprised of heartfelt conversation to a cohesive team effort while conjuring a hearty ladies brunch manifested through the gifts of geographic presence. Unfiltered dialogue between four diverse yet kindred women girlish laughter, guttural laughter, might I add, camaraderie and nature strolls amid paradisal terrain, all of which transpired, to name a few, and evoked therapeutic, emotional, and spiritual healing, quintessential recalibration, and overdue healing, coupled with literal and figurative discoveries aesthetically and internally, nevertheless. Reincarnated sisterhood, is a resonating theme, my dear listeners, despite a minor hiccup, that is. Sisterhood. Another topic we've embarked upon previously as well. Speaking of which, please stay tuned for a forthcoming episode featuring the aforementioned group of of remarkable friends in which I'm most fortunate to have been graced with. Indeed again, a women's retreat unraveled, impeccably synchronized with Mercury retrograde. Yes, yes it's reared its head again, and which we've currently undergone yet again and discussed in a prior broadcast. Yes. Mercury retrograde, a time to reevaluate, reassess, rekindle all things commencing with a re, ladies and gentlemen, an re, that is. I've utilized this retrograde interval as a means for my spiritual sisters and I to casually congregate and reconfigure. Hence, I'd like to take this opportunity to to implore you all to mutually return to center, per se, by virtue of presenting you content from my personally crafted stories illustrating the concept of this platform. Just to clarify, these concepts are comprised of advocating, identifying, and sustaining balance and healthy leaps of faith and humanitarianism. So, without further ado, I present to you until further notice, from my collaborative published work titled "And Still I Rise," preceded by the portal rendering a sparked epiphany, alongside encore poetry. Of course, after all, sisterhood induced by fellow female authors is what birth and breathes life into these two literary book compilations. However, the same can be applied to brotherhood in exchange. So, gentlemen. I implore you also to please use this time to foster and fortify brotherly love in exchange. I'd actually like to reduce to reverse the order of me sharing this, context, this content with you from my published work. And I'm going to start with The Portal Rendering a Spark Epiphany. That's the title that is for the book Through It All, I'm Still Blessed from the Women's Book Compilation Project. Once again, I present to you, The Portal, rendering a sparked epiphany. Chronic fatigue and drenched monsoonal fever plagued me as I arose that subarctic December day. It was just shy of two years ago and labored as an utmost disheartening cornerstone of my fortified memory. Nevertheless, I oozed out of my majestic quarters and into an abruptly invigorating shower, Maximo, off to primary academia. Upon crossing the threshold of my modest employer at that, at that interval, i had been graced by the lush and flamboyant poinsettias. Moreover, the tantalizing aroma of gingerbread coupled with enchanting Christmas hymns permeated the luminous corridor. Boisterous chatter and guttural laughter emanated betwixt and between colleagues exchanging holiday gifts. Yet, I soon discovered that my division of the establishment had been excluded from the holiday festivities despite our figurative blood, sweat and tears, might I add, namely mine, in exchange for my painstaking contributions. My pulse hastened, now proportionate to the discomfort in my upper extremities and I gasped for air amidst my struggle against stress-induced respiratory affliction. The overwhelming aura of void appreciation consumed me. Meanwhile, I unexpectedly received the disenchanting headline that Maximo had been habitually tormented between school and his evening destination. Hence, the bow had broken and the cake had become instantly frosted, per se. Needless to say, I'd harnessed the audacity, to nosedive into my active carpe diem persona and bade my employer farewell. My unprecedented, quote, healthy leap of faith had suddenly been activated. Therefore, my first heaping dose of selflessness in this budding new chapter had now been scripted. I vividly recall my unwavering belief that I would attract the ultimate opportunity which encompassed flexibility and prosperity. Therefore, this platinum endeavor would afford me the priceless option of single handedly retrieving my son from school while yielding ample revenue. The abominable thought of further subjecting my son to, quote, after school bullying alongside serving a complacent and unappreciative employer served as a catalyst for acquiring my customized undertaking within a mere 30 day span. Then lo and behold, by the grace of God my abundant aspiration had been achieved. In hindsight I acknowledged that vast and varied members of my circle had deemed me to be disillusioned. However, my sound intentions, congruent to my vibrant vision and devotion to my higher power, enabled a sweet and savory manifestation. In layman's terms, I'd made the decision to jump. In light of the purest rationale, my son and myself, in that precise order, I segued from one contract assignment to another, successfully completing each project, swinging from project line to project line, like a female Tarzan. In the midst of my plethora of feats, I've landed into an exclusive women's challenge, spearheaded by my esteemed friend, and spiritual sister, Bridget Burns Jurasuba, who's the mastermind behind and the founder of the Women's Book Compilation Project, what commenced as a fitness challenge had morphed into a humanitarian one. In summary, Bridget implored the members to sow seeds and deeds over an agreed interval. Given the season, I'd opted to challenge myself to rendering what I call a deed a day until Mother's Day. And I literally literally branded it as such. However, although the opportunity and capital had abundantly abundantly surfaced, I had not struck oil. So I committed to another decision, to plunge yet again, sowing a variety of tangible and intangible deeds and seeds, including the Wounded Warrior Project donations, Harris Hero surveys, a post office food drive and aiding fellow single mothers, to name a few. However, the sheer gratification yielded from each unbegrudging humanitarian effort was second to none. Unbeknownst to me, I'd opened a portal to an ocean of unanticipated reward and growth. My entire life and lifestyle had graduated overnight from replacing a dated domestic jalopy with a pristine import and beyond. The overall portrait had been unveiled, confirming the notion that all of my earnest energy, lion-hearted efforts, and unfaltering gratitude dipped in benevolence had not been in vain. Therefore, a newfound epiphany had been birthed into fruition. One of the keys to the universe is found via quote, rendering, Engulfed in gratitude. Aha! This is the rationale behind the cascading waterfall of blessings and redemptions flowing into my life since that turning point. This has continued in excess of two consecutive years. Hence, my personalized formula and a recipe for abundant blessings and fulfillment is as follows. Abundant blessings and fulfillment equals rendering times sound intention times incessant gratitude times benevolence times infinity. Yet upon expending infinite time and resources, I've deduced that it's critical to grant myself permission to recharge and regroup in lieu of endless authentic giving. Thus habitual recalibration, reconfiguration, and celebration rests at my disposal. Indeed, at my very fingertips, bearing the guise of well-warranted, modest, and opulent treasures in which I silently indulged, then and especially now, redemption magnified. As always, I'd like to incorporate a concise prose poem, and this one is synonymous with the selection that I just shared with you. And the recurring theme of this poem is redemption. I titled it, pardon me, Southilian summer, fruition alas. The purposely abrupt and intrusive clamor ripped her from her graceful slumber, upon which she pried and peeled herself from her imperial quarters. Hence, she indulged in in an abbreviated Calgon session by virtue of a searing shower doused in a Caribbean blue hem. After momentarily slithering into fitness fair, she summoned her gentleman-in-waiting, her son, loaded her pristine German import, and sliced through the night. Crowds scampered, sauntered, and scurried beneath loudspeakers, spewing diplomatic commands, until the aircraft's residual roaring thunder crushed the sound barrier signifying the commencement of summer. Fatigue dissipated and sheer energy prevailed along the expedition towards the earthy, eclectic, yet chic foundation, none other than her grandeur abode. Her sanctuary, nevertheless, nevertheless, simple treasures took precedence encompassing leisurely strolls amid tranquil paved trails adorned and accentuated with meticulously manicured fields sprinkled with timid does, nurturing mannerable fawns and bashful bunnies. Delectable bird song diffused the atmosphere prior to encroaching dusk, which beckoned her defiant plunge into the saline pool's depth. Her ascension above the fluid surface has embraced by iridescent moonbeams in which she baths and marvels, sparking a telepathic conversation prior to a tantalizing lunar bath, marking the cessation of the evening and prelude to magnified redemption. Switching gears, now I'd like to share with you my story, in which I titled, Until Further Noticed which has the recurring theme of impermanence, something that i become most acquainted with and that I adopt into my daily life. Again, I share with you until further notice. The temperature blazed amid the city, prompting Floridian natives to plunge into the watery, deep oceanic expanse. The haze and shade became progressively pronounced as the background deepened to highlight the iridescent metal voguing in the whistling heights. Meanwhile, I whisked through the opaque French doors embossed with dusky pink script, shed my Enzo Angelini stilettos, and slithered into lotus pose. Jenna's mindful declaration permeated the consciousness of fellow members of the yoga session, inclusive of me. Hence I vividly recall her eloquently executed lesson on the topic of inevitable impermanence, which I readily embraced. Upon skimming my retrospective and customized book of life, I've ingested and digested the core concept of impermanence as I've incessantly spoken upon with grace and due comfort. Rather than campaigning against impermanence or change, In layman's terms, I succumb and extract its benevolence and instructions. Nevertheless, just as humans and water physically undergo their respective metamorphoses, so does the intangible. Personally, I can attest to this via my, quote, three great ones, none other than my utmost stellar romantic relationships, bestowed in the wake of my young child, young adulthood, pardon me. Each pairing conclusively yielded a watercolored storybook romance to say the least. Every love drenched letter, rebel tango, and rendezvous between state lines apparently crystallized each of the aforementioned long distance relationships until impermanence surfaced. This time, it bore the guise of deceit, betrayal, and loneliness, which compromised the foundation of each union. What I'd mutually forecasted as infinitely unshakable, impermeable bonds, had become negated, not merely once, not twice, but thrice. Yet I prevailed despite my heartache and devastation. The recurring anthem and permanence eclipsed again amid my former marriage projected as my happily ever after via my then-husband's extramarital affair with controlled substances which unfortunately mutilated our bond. Despite my agony, fever, and grief, I channeled the strength to execute the gift of goodbye. Moreover, I siphoned the good from this tumultuous chapter, God's divine favor, grace, protection, and my eternal gratitude coupled with my dear son, Maximo. How often has one bowed themselves to, quote, never Fill in the blank, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, how many times have we committed to what I classify as a final destination? Well, I personally concur with both of the aforementioned. Aside from my marital chapter, as previously illustrated, I recall my collegiate experience in layman's terms. I made up my mind to pursue and acquire my metallurgical engineering degree exclusively from the Illinois Institute of Technology, or IIT. However, my fond friend and foe, by the name of impermanence, miraculously materialized, thereby altering my fate. Nevertheless, I pivoted out of IIT and engineering and sank into the arms of DePaul University in the realm of communications. Yet I favor the effervescent memories and feats throughout that expedition. Ah, I smile inwardly as I reminisce upon commencing from my alma mater and plunging into the iridescent waters of freelance photojournalism, indeed another publicly declared career destination, only to pirouette into the arenas and buying American Transair, Dyson Inc., Florida State University, Miami-Dade Public Schools, the U.S. Department of Commerce, and Chapel Hill carrboro City Schools. Yes, the cosmic storm of impermanence appeared in my career sector, prompting me to defy thyself once again. In most instances, my former employers held the autonomy of stamping my expiration date with their empires. As a result, I was forced to surrender to involuntary dismissal from their establishments, despite the blood, sweat, and tears I shed per each monumental cause. Once again, I have the lesson which sparked me to erect my existing entrepreneurial dynasty. The same impermanence holds true for my residential history, cartwheeling from the bowels of Englewood, Chicago, strutting down to temperate and zesty Miami, Florida, a presumed final stop I thought I'd never outgrow, (laughs) tumbling into the calm of Eden, North Carolina prior to back flipping to Chicago coast separation before ultimately nose-diving into the pristine and tranquil confines of Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Instead of soaking in dismay, I acquired carpe diem ideology and proceeded gracefully from episode to episode when necessary. The second component of that story Again, Britain, this is and uh, this is in the book, and still I rise. Mind you, I'd written it at at the brink of the latter pre- presidential election or campaign, and I entitled this component of that story impermanence as of late. Please bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. The scarlet glare emanating from my note five hosting the breaking news medium. Ripped me from my comatose slumber. Thus I had been abruptly cast into a sea of bewilderment upon devouring the harsh pill of an incredulous presidential score for the Republican entity. I wallowed in the aura of perplexity which held me captive, imprisoned, dumbfounded on November 9, 2016. Astonishment transcended to empathy, and empathy morphed into a whirlwind of mourning and betrayal upon digesting the anguish of the impending threat. The annihilation of an ironclad legacy spawned by God and bestowed to our authentic leader of that time, President Barack Obama. Melodic harmony spewed lyrics from Seals, dreaming and metaphors from amplified speakers throughout the cabin of my German import. The melancholic tune permeated my strained emotions and the dual-edged sword of impermanence seized the stage once more. In this context, impermanence functioned as a vehicle of collective hatred, sexism, misogyny, and racism, to name a few. The former atmosphere of cohesiveness ushered forth by rational America's pride and joy, president and commander in chief Barack Obama had become abruptly shattered. Unity had been rebuked by his abominable, fear-mocking successor, Trump and Gloom, doom, darkness, and defeat now circumvented the climate, spanning American parameters in lieu of presidential feats, which reigned over an entire eight-year interval. Dwindling hope took precedence, therefore strangling the soldered and welded spirit of the USA. Impermanence rendered the evidence of the unconventional physician, President Obama, who martyred to acupuncture the supple skin of a country afflicted with the ill demon of greed. I sobbed uncontrollably upon realizing how he toiled tirelessly, tirelessly to spare a land entrenched with lust for dismal power of its sin. Political unrest dominated the land, oozing proverbial milk and honey. Now, what has transpired? Here lies the aftermath. A revitalized economy limps while stock plummets to incredulous lows. Melanated people have become doused in paranoia upon the prospect, prospect of deportation. The LGBT community, adjacent to women nationwide, stand mortified while gazing at the wall of uncertainty. In its its naked eyes, stability has become upset by an astronomical state of flux. A plethora of relationships, including marital unions, have weathered the torrential storm induced by this adversity, the 2016 presidential election. After all, adversity is the abrasive indicator which evokes and or challenges impermanence itself. In some instances, relationships have become reinforced whereas utmost sound unions lie at the threshold of cessation, failure, and ultimately divorce. Such has become the latest reality by virtue of the turbulent waters caused by political discord. Families, friends, husbands, wives, households, and business relationships severed and or divided. Given the state of affairs, many ask, so how shall we proceed? Some question whether to hold or fold, or endure famine, fight or flee to an international soil. My proposed response was to resume and adopt a synchronized carpe diem perspective. My habitual mode of operation, in my humble opinion, this is not an apocalypse, yet another scenario in which we must emerge from the ashes, remain steadfast, and steadfast in faith, discard fear, and simply, quote, move with the cheese, per se yet continue to rise. I dare to venture, to venture boldly into this night, seize the combat by the tail, and resume converting tainted lemons, impermanence, into gourmet lemonade. This is the universal secret to success and which I implore to you all. Moreover, I extend my utmost gratitude to my best friend, Sheila Hilton, tutorial for Lenza, for acquainting me with such a priceless gift. Forever envisioning the desired result, optimal success in every facet even within chaos itself. Life genuinely is a storm in which we bask in sunshine in some intervals and are shattered upon the rocks during others, ladies and gentlemen. However, we withhold the power to decide how to respond in the face of the storms of adversity, which are inevitable to us all. Rather than retreating, face the storm head on because rewards rest beyond its calm My life experiences coupled with my ex-husband's tragic demise has emboldened me to trade mediocrity for opulence and frugality for quality. Yet my integrity has been fortified by pure intentions and higher consciousness. The educational trials, Maximo, my son, have been stricken with and tried in true schools we've entrusted are resolved by virtue of my spawned epiphany and selfless resolution which is incessant travel and a homeschooling endeavor, to say the least. I've shaken the dust from my shoulders as well as my sons, chanted the mantra Carpe Diem, and struck and purged the concept of never from our thoughts, instead re- replacing it with until further notice as we embark upon new journeys. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, I applaud my behind-the-scenes team, Bradley, for their unwavering tenacity and support, coupled with all of you magnifying listeners' standing close. Remember, this radio show and this movement rest upon your very broad shoulders, so I implore your continued listenership, as always. And in the interim, I still invite you, I invite you all. To resume sharpening your knives, the knives of your respective arts and crafts, again from writing, dance, film, theater, business, financial, academia to cosmetology, barbering, you know who you are, and or hair artistry. These are all your innate respective gifts. So embrace and cultivate them respectively. Until the next episode, this is Normie of Scales, signing off. Thank you.